0: All right, everybody, welcome back to We Did Tennessee. Glad to have you guys listening again. I'm your host, Matt Mingus. Uh, This week, we got a new member coming on the show, Uh, and it's great to see new members joining the chapter still. A lot of momentum behind our our chapter here in Middle Tennessee, you know, and so with that, it's my pleasure to introduce Mr. Casey Cox from Incato. Casey, how are you, man?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing well, man. Uh, Did I get that company name right?
1: You did. You did good.
0: Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about.
1: We get a lot of different uh, pronunciations of the name, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, in Cato, I like it. Yeah. But yeah. All right, man. Well, I always like to kick these things off by getting a little background on you. Uh, so if right. you don't mind, just kind of let us know where you're from, how you got into industry and how you how you got to where you are right now.
1: Sure. So I grew up in Mount Juliet, Tennessee before it was Mount Juliet, Tennessee. There was no Providence. There was there's nothing out there. I think we had a Burger King and a and a Dairy Queen. Uh, no grocery store, no, no movie theater, no nothing. So it, back then it felt very rural and it was, uh, it was, I loved growing up there. Um, stay moved there from Kentucky when we were about four and went all the way through the school system there, high school and loved it, played, played baseball throughout middle school and high school, enjoyed that. And just, you know, just in general, loved loved being out there and, um, when I decided I was going to be a, an accountant, I, I went to uh, Trevecca University and got my accounting degree. And then after that, I went right into the workforce. It was 2008 after the, the big crash. And I'd gotten a job at a CPA firm as a staff tax accountant. And so I was just happy to have a job. It was great. And ended up staying there six years. While I was there, I got my master's in accounting and also uh, sat for my CPA and got that finished up. So spent six years there and um, wanted to do some more things involved with just small businesses instead of tax returns. And so I went over to a company called Craft CPAs for um, about, it was two tax seasons, but it was about two years. And I was working on a client that ended up becoming a turnaround, which uh, in layman's terms, in layman's terms means they um, found themselves in a really bad spot, and, with their books, and after they sold something, and so we ended up uh, going in and helping them to uh, restructure everything. Uh, upon restructuring all their books and doing all that stuff, they asked me to come over as their VP of finance, and so I was able to go over there. I think I was like twenty-eight when that happened. So get a chance to kind of be a VP of finance of a bigger company at that age was pretty cool, but also very scary. Uh, So I spent a couple of years there and then um, I got them cleaned up where they needed to be. And then uh, a neighbor actually across the street owned a supplements company and needed kind of the same thing. Wanted to scale, didn't know how, asked me if I'd come on. I said, sure, but I I have some things I'm working on on the side. Um, some CFO services clients I'm working on the side. And he said, okay, that's fine. So ended up working there for two years, getting him in a really good spot. And you kind of see a pattern. Uh, And then once I got done with that second year, I went, we were about to have our second child. And my wife goes, I think it's time you just strike out on your own, make the side business the real business and, and let's see what happens. And so that's kind of the short version of how we got here. Um, it's been, it's been, you know, there's a lot, a lot in there, but I mean, at its, at its core, that's, that's how we got here. So,
0: so that's how you got to in Cato, huh?
1: That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yep. The, uh,
0: what, 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 I got to ask what part of Kentucky you from? Bowling Green. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, man, our, our thoughts and prayers are with you then we after right. what just happened up there. Uh, you know my company does a lot of work in the area. So we've been seeing it firsthand and I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky yep. myself. Gotcha. Uh, so it's uh, sad to see what's going on over in the state of Kentucky.
1: It is. It is. It was, it was something. And we, you know, all in Western Kentucky, Paducah, Mayfield, um, all that stuff. It was just seeing all that happen as it was coming towards us, you know, it was just kind of surreal. So we're, we're two or three of my employees have already been up there. Um, one went to Mayfield to serve food out of a city hall. Another went to Bowling Green to help clean up some stuff. So. We're trying to, even though it's a very busy year end, get involved in some of those projects. Uh, we we kind of say any state that touches Tennessee, you know, might as well be a Tennessean. So we try to get up there and help anybody we can and take some time off. And our our customers seem to appreciate that. So if we, we miss a deadline for something, as long as it's not payroll, they're kind of like they get what we're doing and they know it's part of our, our mission.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree, and I, it's awesome that you guys are doing that. I know, um, like I said, we do a bunch of work in the Bowling Green area, and uh, we work directly for a gas company, and they they gave us two streets of where the houses told us to kill the gas service to any anywhere that wasn't a house left standing. After we did a quick walk through, after should have been thirty houses, there were two left. So right. we spent the entire day retiring twenty eight gas services wow. just to you know keep the area safe and right. you know allow first responders and search and rescue to get in there without the danger of you know gas flowing around them and it's right. it's pretty heartbreaking and devastating to see see that much carnage
1: yeah and then the neighborhood that i lived in here in town uh, in mount juliet well, Willoughby station got obliterated a little bit a part of it did at least and so i got friends that live and still live in there that you know went to high school with me so but what's been <laughs> crazy is that when you go to help these places there's so many people already there you're kind of almost in the way And so I think the efforts of, you know, the organization of these efforts, people are going to have to start really thinking through that because I'm telling you, people just load their truck up with whatever they have shovel wise and they in bags and they just go and, you know, you ended up seeing just a lot of people just standing around. But I think it just kind of shows the, you know, what, what, what we're all about, uh, at least, you know. I don't know if it's a southern thing or not. I've never been up north, but I, I just continue to see that over and over again. And it, it does, it does, uh, put you know a realization to what life's all about, and that's kind of helping each other. All this other stuff's fun, and running a business is great, and uh, but at the end of the day, you know, you lose everything you have. It's it's it, that's a different that's a whole different thing.
0: That's right. No, and you're you're absolutely right. There's no lack of community spirit amongst Tennesseans and. And Kentuckians and, and you know our surrounding areas I know in 2020 when those tornadoes hit hit middle Tennessee there was I mean people everywhere trying to help and do what they can and it, it was pretty impressive and it's great to see it again so absolutely. you're exactly right absolutely I right, man. well with, with that let's uh let's jump into Incado, man what is it sure. that uh N-Kato does, does and, and our members can look forward to partnering with you guys on
1: right so we're a outsourced CFO firm but we're mostly a I mean, I guess the general term would be a consulting firm. We're basically a problem-solving company. We we find ways to help companies not only, you know, have decent-looking financials, which I say decent because generally people's books are just always like, it's just too much for a normal entrepreneur to keep up with. And as you scale, it just gets even harder. So baseline is like, okay, we're going to come in we're going to do all the accounting, we're gonna do all the financial statements and we're gonna get you to that point. We're gonna get anything cleaned up from the past, deal with any notices you may receive from different uh, agencies and we're gonna kind of start there. And then after that, that's where in my mind, the fun part comes up, comes in and we go down roads of um, of you know, capital structuring if some of these smaller businesses need lines of credit. If they're looking to get acquired, how do they not get taken advantage of? Do they need to form uh, just a business in general because they've been doing it as a you know just themselves and they really need to protect themselves? Do they need to acquire another company? How do they do that? What's that look like? How do they make a make a good decision? And then, like I said, we do the the Alsource CFO, which did a lot of stuff with cash flow, and I never thought I always thought cash flow was pretty easy, but this day and age i feel like every most of the clients we work with have several bank accounts they got different debit cards credit cards all this stuff and everything's just floating around everywhere so we've kind of brought a lot of clarity to cash flow analysis and trying to make sure that you know those that we know where we're at and and we know what's coming and we really focus on getting those lines of credit set up just as backup but our goal if 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 we were playing a game is to never touch those and so we try to build on the cash flow. We look at what the cash flow was when we got there to what it is now. I mean, we've seen some massive growth in those, and it's it's kind of like sacks in football. They don't always tell the whole story, but it's definitely something that we've latched onto to kind of help us see where we're where we're where we feel like we're doing a lot of good. And it's all subjective, but it's just a marker that we've kind of kept up with. And uh, we do some business coaching. We do this very. Um, Kind of specifically, if we we see a, a company that's really got some some just a they're working in a in a fast paced environment and they're having trouble keeping up, we will like try to help them. Like say they went from five employees to like fifteen, and they're like, I don't even know what payroll looks like anymore. So we we have a bunch of different payroll partners. We have a bunch of different um, even email and passwords and computers and all that stuff. We what what our what our network of clients has become is a, a better way to serve the the other clients in the network. So, you know, we have email hosting, we have software, we have landscaping, we have mold remediation, we have excavating, like they're all over the place. And what it ends up happening is we're like, oh, you need this? Well, one of our other clients does this, and we just do a, a general invite. and and do a little meet and greet over email. We're like, let you guys take it from there. If something happens, great. If it doesn't, we don't get any kickbacks from that. We just see it as like, we built this network. Let's use it for as much good as we can. And then we do some um, operations work. We just got done uh, at a generator company that sells generators, setting up a full inventory system. Uh, There was nothing in place before. We set up the inventory system and we're, It's just brought a lot of clarity to them. We helped with lines of credit and we also uh, helped them secure more generators that are being installed in homes to keep up with the demand. Um, And it's also hard to get those generators. So we've been helping, working on how do we get those and uh, how do we not get too many and over, over, you know, overspend on those things. So, we do, we do those kind of four core things, uh, consulting, CFO, business coaching, and the COO operations role. And we kind of apply this value-added approach to what we're doing. We don't bill by the hour. Uh, one of the things most accountants dislike is we always had to keep up with every 15 minutes. And it was like, gosh. And then if we, if we got stuck on something internally, you know, and we wanted to really plot it out. We were like, well, this is going to hurt our realization. So it was like, I guess I just better pass it through. And so what ends up happening is, is mistakes happen. Uh, you get, you can, you can get some people, I know I had this trouble. You can get a little scared to work more on something because you don't want to build the time because you know that you're just trying to figure something out and the client can't, they can't handle all the extra time you spend. So we went to this value-based approach where it's like we pay a flat fee or they pay us a flat fee every month. It stays intact. It's a part of the budget. It's like, here's what you get. It's explicitly spelled out. And if it's in there and it takes us a little longer for a month or whatever, then that's that's on us. And it's just all about keeping things normal and flowing without all this, um, you know. well, why is my bill this or why is my bill that? I mean, I don't know how many calls i spent right after we got done with taxis and just dealing with people asking about their bill we kind of eliminate all of that we i eliminate the admin on our our employee side to track all that stuff and so i just have a model that allows that i've created that allows me to kind of make sure that we're we're making what we need to make but also we're we're giving that value to the customer as well so that's that's in a nutshell what in, in cato does it can go way way into depth on very specific things and i could talk all day about all the different things we have and we're still trying to wrap our heads around like you know the differentiation that we that we have versus other cfo firms and but you know for now that's i think that's a good indication and we work a a lot with uh, big cpa firms and they rely on us to give them great financials so that they can do these tax returns for companies with like 15 entities. So they're referring us a lot of business. So we don't see ourselves competing with them at all. We don't do any tax work. We just focus on the numbers, the consulting and helping you scale your business. We step in as a partner um, without dealing with the equity and all those things. And we just come in right alongside the business owner. And It's it's been really cool to watch. We have some uh, really cool people we work with. And uh, one of the the greatest things that we've encountered is we got a couple really awesome ladies that we work with that are entrepreneurs and they're just killing it. And we just came in right alongside them and it's been cool to, to work with them. And, um, we're, we work with some diverse groups as well and it's been, it's just been good. So we're, we're in a, uh, prime spot to continue to grow, but for now, we're, we're just really trying to get involved in some of the, organizations that have some meaning to us and I'm sure you'll kind of draw that out a little later, but that, that's a, that's a, in Cato in a nutshell.
0: That's awesome. It's a, y'all got a lot going on, man. Yes, and I love, I love the aspect that y'all, y'all view it as more of a partnership than just, you know, a business relationship. I think that's really important because it's, you know, everybody wants to get that value. So I think that's a really cool thing. Right. Uh, the other thing I really like, man, you, you seem like you're really passionate about it. You seem like you really I, love what you do.
1: <laughs> I have a, I have, I always have somebody on a call with me generally, and they're either sending me a message through a messenger system, like, um, get out of all caps is what they'll say. Cause I'm like, you know, <laughs> it's like you're, I, I do, I get really passionate about it. I talk a lot about it. It's, I try to keep it contained. I try to keep it, you know, where I can summarize it, but it's just, we we can go down so many different roads. And I I just think that, you know, why do you get in business for yourself? You get in business to have a different life, not to be more stressed out. And running a business is stressful. There's no way around some of the stress, but it doesn't have to be as complicated and as stressful as as people make it. And they're not doing it on purpose, but like we have a landscaping company and they're a great couple, husband and wife run this thing. They do really, really well down in Southern Tennessee. and But they've never had anybody just kind of like come inside and champion them on what they're doing. The guy is great. His employees love him. The clients love him. And so all we did is we just came in alongside and we're like, all right, we're going to work with his wife. We're going to help them get their, their accounting stuff straight. And we're just going to help them scale so they can So when he gets that big hardscape job, that may be six figures, he doesn't have to worry about, can I pull this off? Do I have to go through five sleepless nights to see if I can do it? Is this stressful? He comes and calls us and says, Hey Casey, I got this awesome opportunity. Can we fund it? How do we need to do it? What's it going to look like? And we walk through that with him. And that's just all part of the part of what we do. And so we don't get any commission from that job. It's just, he pays us. And so, um, the, the only way our fees go up generally is if you scale and you do what, you're, what in Cato you know, means. If you're scaling and you're marching forward, we grow with you. So that's the only time the fees grow is when you're growing too. And then it makes sense because we're scaling with you. So as you need more people, you're going to need more of my staff too to help you c- continue to keep things going. And we have found that the reason why I've gotten so passionate about it is because the job market is really interesting right now where... CFOs are uh, commanding a lot. I was in that space at one time. You want a huge salary, you want all these fringe benefits, you want health benefits, you want retirement, and you want equity at some point or you're gonna go somewhere else. And so, I mean, our biggest client right now is right around 25 to $30 million. And we're the CFO. And so we help organize and, and deal with their accounting team. They have three people on that team and we're we're in charge of them. Now, we're not in charge of them from a boss employee perspective, but we're in charge of how the department is running now. And it's an awesome dynamic because the boss is still the boss, but we're just we're coming in alongside that person helping them and and saying, "Hey, let's let's try this way. Let's let's maybe do it this way and and getting everything. And most of the time we don't we don't have any pushback. Once they know we're not a threat and we're there to help from the owner side to the employee, then it's like, you know, and we found that how are these big companies not needing CFOs? And it's because it's, there's just too much involved. They cost too much. So we're like, all right, how do we, how do we close that gap? Cause it, it's still needed. I wish there was more of me to help more people, but you know, we have to take our time and, and, and I I'm trying to groom people to know what I know. And uh, my experience has been very uh, unique. And I realized that most people uh, aren't don't always get those opportunities that I got. So I feel very fortunate and blessed that even be sitting here, you know, having this company, uh, and then also being involved in the, in some kind of trade organization. So that's a huge passion of mine, but, um, we'll see if we get to that or not.
0: Well, I I can tell you, I, I think that, you know, with your passion and your experience, I think you're a great fit to be a partner with Nuka of middle Tennessee. We're a, you know an organiz- organization made up of a lot of family owned small businesses and, and you know people who just started digging ditches one day and and have been able to continue to do that and grow their business and so i, I think to see a lot of similarities between yep. what what you're saying and what our our members experience and i, I think it's really awesome to have you guys on board ma'am uh you got any questions for for me uh, for nuka of middle tennessee
1: no well i I don't join organizations lightly or associations lightly. And so, you know, what, when, when a friend of mine, Steven Whitehouse brought up the idea of like, Hey, I love this organization. And he's always heard me talk about the trades. I'm huge. Like dirty jobs was one of my favorite shows growing up because it's like (laughs) people just getting their hands dirty all the time. I'm constantly watching stuff that where people are just doing things. I mean, you know, I'm an accountant, but I I rebuilt my house. I, you know, I gutted it, tore the roof off, and then was the general contractor. Like, I love to do those types of things. I still mow my own grass, which I know most people do, but it's at the same time, it's like eventually though, people are like I don't have time for this, and so I'm like, no, I'm going to mow my own grass. But I grew up around excavation. My my uncle was uh, an excavator, and he had d tens and all, dozers everywhere, and it, it's like that's what I grew up around. And then my, my grandfather, uh, worked in farming. So I was always around this big equipment. I was always a- around land and land was like, what we saw as the thing that brought, you know, put food on the table, like it, it put the roof over our head. And so, um, I've always, you know, I owned the landscaping company in, in college and I loved it. Um, but we're, as I've grown up, I've seen, you know, the trades, uh, just not get the, I guess the acknowledgement it deserves. And I think there's a lot, there's a lot to be said about trades. My dad was a semi-truck driver, like all these, I come from all these blue collar people. And I I just, it's, it's ingrained in me to, you know, appreciate that kind of work that if those, those people weren't doing that kind of work, we'd have a lot of issues. And so I just like to walk a walk alongside them. Um, but the big thing is, is, is what I, I was told there wasn't any kind of organizations like mine involved with NUCA. and I wanted to know what can I do to help to, um, I didn't join it to pick up a bunch of clients. I just joined it because I really just like being around like-minded people. I find myself when I'm in a room with a bunch of millionaires, I don't fit in. And, but when I'm in a room with a bunch of guys with dirty boots on, I feel just fine. So I, uh, <laughs> I just want to be a great source um, and, you know, uh, get to know the people that in my mind, you know, built the fabric of, of where we live and what we do. And there's so much digging and stuff going on in the city. Uh, so I'd just love to know, you know, what you've seen, uh, how, how a company like mine could be helpful in, in inside of Nuka.
0: I'm- Honestly I think what what we just talked about is the partnership. I know we've got a, a a few companies I could think of that could really benefit from from your services but I think just as a chapter we could benefit too. You know we our executive director's always got questions that she could use answers to and if we could use you as a resource I think that would yep. you know help our chapter grow and and make what we're trying to do even better. You know we're in the process of trying to found a workforce development school. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some some financials and stuff that are going to have to go behind that. We're right. working on grants and different stuff. and yep. So I'm sure we could use some assistance there. So I, I have no doubt that if you 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 jump in with both feet, get involved, you'll start to develop those relationships that I have found so valuable over the last several years of founding this chapter right. or growing it to where it is now. Right. Um, I mean, I, I think those partnerships and those relationships are going to be uh, the most valuable thing you'll you'll get from it because they're they're wonderful people the the type of people that you're talking about being comfortable around are the type of people that we have a part of our association
1: absolutely no it's 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 a big deal to me to just be even considered so i when, when it was brought to my attention by steven i was like let's do it what do we got to do i just said steven don't let me embarrass myself tell me like tell me exactly what we're getting into here so i know because i don't I don't want to just be a part of a bunch of organizations that I'm not actually involved in. I'm really very picky about that. And so, you know, generally I'll stop doing one thing to go do something new. So I've, I've my board term has run out on one of the organizations. So it was, it was kind of good timing to look at another association to kind of, you know, get to know, get involved in. So um, I think with me and Steven, both being involved and him being involved with the Cato now, uh, in some capacity, I think it's going to be a, a good fit for us and the the chapter itself. So we're excited.
0: Well, we won't hold your friendship with Stephen against you.
1: Please don't. We've <laughs> known each other since we were little cubs, so I've seen him through a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of growth. But he's always been a good friend. I, I sit on uh, the Stephen White House of Friends board. Um, I That's helped awesome. found that with him, and you know we were doing that for a couple years and. I met him at a Jack's barbecue on Trinity lane. And I was like, Hey man, I think we need to like be a go official. And man, it's been a fun ride and Cato got to be the main sponsor of the, of the, the golf tournament this past summer, which was awesome to be in a position to even do that. And so we've been, you know, I've, I've loved it. I've loved the families we work with and the kids that we're helping. And it's just, it's, it's absolutely amazing that a bunch of, you know, idiots from that went to high school together have figured out how to become normal humans in society for the most part and we've you know we're, we're able to raise tens of thousands of dollars every year to to give give it right back and we don't have any staff members none of us are paid and but we all just contribute and we all have our thing to do and we all love what we're doing so it's been it's been a good ride with old Stephen whitehouse
0: that's awesome man yeah steven's a great guy I've become a great friend of mine as well and so I'm glad he he got you guys on board because I'm very excited for this partnership. Um, man, you got any any closing comments or anything you wanna you wanna no. mention?
1: I'm just I'm just appreciative of just the the opportunity to tell people about who I am. I think in Cato is just a, an extension of who I am. It's it's why the company was not named after me because I wanted to be bigger than myself. Not that naming a company after yourself is not is a bad thing, but just in my mind, I'm like this is an extension of who I am. I have two daughters, four and one, and I got a big Newfoundland and a beautiful wife. So I'm, you know, one of the big things that I'm really focused on now is like, all right, how do I run a business without, how do, how do you do it without working a million hours? And I don't, that's one of the rules I have. So I'm like, how do I see my kids grow up, remember that. And uh, I, a lot of my uncles and my dad and parents, They all like they're having fun with the grandchildren, but they don't they weren't around necessarily because they were grinding so hard when we were kids. So, you know, I understand that that's a need in some regards, but we we really like to help people just be more be around their families more if that's what they want to do or help them with their uh, business goals, but also their personal goals. So uh, just excited to be a part of it. I feel super comfortable uh, in this space and, and with with like-minded people and I think that's uh I mean that's easy that's just an easy transition for me so
0: that's awesome man I love it that's just fantastic I I love the view you're taking on it man um so again I'm looking forward to this partnership uh Casey thank you again for coming on in Cato we're looking forward to this partnership Uh, again thank you bud
1: absolutely thank you for having me
0: all right, everybody. I hope everybody enjoyed that interview with Casey and in Cato. I'm super excited to have them as a part of the chapter. Uh, and so if you, if you think you can benefit from their services, please reach out to Casey. Uh, we'll get some contact info uh, for him up for you guys. Um, and and Cato and and I'm you know he really you can hear it in his voice. He really has a passion for what he does, and he and he wants to do it, help people, and and provide and, and really provide that service, which which is part of what I love about. Uh, this this particular interview is he just really has a passion for it, which the same way I feel about what I do, uh, being a ditch digger. So uh, to to have that common thing and in, in you know where where we could come together, I think is awesome. Um, but with that, guys, uh, I want to make a couple notes. Uh, I know this is the first episode since uh, before Christmas. Um, you know, me and Casey actually recorded this episode before. Christmas, but I didn't want this his his message to get lost in the shuffle of the holidays and maybe not get heard because he I, I just enjoyed listening to him talk about his business so much. Um, so uh, this again, this is the first episode of this, this show for 2022 and the first one since before Christmas. So, I guys, thank you guys for listening to all of last year. Uh, I have a lot of fun doing this show and I'm going to continue to try to bring um, info and topics that will interest you. Uh, so if you think of anything, please reach out to myself, reach out to Natalie, Wendy to get that message to me and uh, be happy, happy to, um, you know, uh, do some work to, to get that info out on this show. Um, so speaking of Natalie and the holidays, I want to give a huge thank you to Natalie for the Nuke of to Tennessee Christmas Shindig. It was awesome. Uh, the venue was beautiful. I am sad to hear that Bagsby, Bar- Bagsby Ranch is going to be getting out of the the venue hosting business because their venue is absolutely stunning. Uh, it was a great location. Uh, the food was fantastic. Uh, the The DJ did a great job. the The ceremony went great. Um, it was awesome to see some of our partners in this industry get honored. Uh, you know, the Safety Award to Martin Contracting. The Uh, top job to Cleary Construction. Uh, You know, Stephen Whitehouse, we just spoke about getting a little recognition for his role and being such a great partner to our chapter. Uh, And and so it it was just, it was great to see all that. And it was great to be able to honor those folks. And uh, I just thought it was awesome. I want to see more of you out there next year. Uh, in our new location, wherever that might be, that was, this this party really was great. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, thank you guys uh, for everybody that showed up, for everybody that worked to put this thing together. It turned out awesome. I uh, also want to recognize Nuke of Middle Tennessee's new board of directors. Uh, they got officially sworn in at the Christmas party. Uh, and so I will no longer be Middle Tennessee's president. That is now in the, the chapter, is now in the hands of President Darren Cleary from Cleary Construction, our new vice president, Tracy Weaver from Portland Utility Construction Company. Uh, Still our secretary treasurer is Mr. Craig Ingram from Tennessee 811. I am now your immediate past president. Uh, And then for the contractor excavator seats, this was the first time in chapter history we've had a full slate and had to have a vote. So I'm honored to have these these people uh, as a member of our our board of directors. Uh, Mr. Matt Smith from Stancil Electric, Uh, Ms. Christy Robertson from Rogers Group, Mr. Neil Wilson from Rock Solutions, Mr. Ryan Clenard from Southern Site Contractors, Mr. Chad Runyon from Badger Inc., Mr. Colton Richardson from Rosso Constructors, Mike Sturgill from Xylem Dewatering, and Mr. Jake Jones from Civil Constructors. Uh, Again, thank you all of you for volunteering your time and effort to help make this chapter go. Uh, we are continuing to grow, and, and it's awesome. And then for our Associate Supplier Director seats, uh, we have Mr. Rand Thomas from Hub International and Mr. Greg Murphy from Ferguson Waterworks. Uh, so, guys, again, thank you guys for stepping up, stepping in, uh, and, and helping to make this chapter go. Uh, I know New Good Tennessee, we are working towards getting our slate of events up and out for you guys for 2022. Uh, we're gonna be Top Golf's gonna be back. Shotguns and Shovels is gonna be back. We're gonna be adding a golf tournament uh, coming up this spring. Uh, I believe we're shooting for the spring. I think we're gonna try and do that in correlation with the Tennessee 811 Damage Prevention Summit. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, and then some of the other events that we had throughout the year, uh, the 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 Grand Prix, the Chili off, the you know all those kinds of things. We're gonna be bringing a lot of those back getting some new education uh, stuff out there for you, uh, some new webinars out there for you. So, guys, jump on board, take advantage of these things, participate, listen in, come to the events, get to know uh, your fellow Nuka members. Uh, these events turn out to be a ton of fun, and, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, also, you should have seen the emails coming from Natalie. We've, uh, While you can always sponsor individual events if you choose to, we've got some sponsorship packages out there now. Well, it's kind of a one-stop payment. You know, you make your your dues payment, your sponsorship payment for the year all in kind of one check. I know there's some several companies that were asking if we could do something like that. Well, that's out there now. Uh, so if you want to, you know, really put some money behind our our chapter and what we're working towards, that opportunity uh, is available for you. Um, I know East Tennessee; they are also working on getting their schedule of events out for this year. Uh, they've got some of their signature events coming back. They're they're I'm sure we're going to see the uh, the dove hunt and clay shoot and the chili cook off and the axe throwing and the, you know, all, all the kind of innovative events that we've seen them put on. I'm sure we're going to be seeing those back. So I'm excited to see what's coming out of East Tennessee as well. Um, but other than that, guys, uh, we got a couple new members that are also going to be coming on here to let you know kind of what they offer and about themselves, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, but, like I said earlier, if there's anything that you want to hear, please, please let me know. And we will uh, do our best to get some information to you through this show um, on those topics. So, with that, guys, I'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, you guys stay safe out there. Keep digging, Tennessee.